Asante Sana. Thank you, God. Dios mío. Thank you, God. Thank, Thank you, God. You. I'm coming to you this morning. I'm going to read the morning Psalms 66, and I'll read verses 8 through 12. It reads as follows. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. Come on. Who has kept us among the living. Thank you, Lord. And has not let us let our feet slip. Come on now. For you, O oh God, have tested us. Thank you. You have tried us. Uh -huh. A sliver is tried. You brought us into the net. Uh -huh. You laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through water. Yet you have brought us out of the spacious place. I just read uh, Psalm 66, 8 through 12, word of God for people of God. Thanks be to God for his word. Amen. Amen. And I say. Lafia, Mother, Father, God, Heavenly Father, Divine Mother, I give you thanks and praise for this day just for me waking up this morning. Thank you, Lord. Being able to pull it together. This is Mother's Day. And I thank God for all the mothers. Especially my mom. Come on. I thank God for the ancestors, for I know that they're all with us. I'm going to get, and I'm going to get through this. Thanks and praise for the breath of life. We breathe this air freely. Some people don't have that. Some people might have found themselves on a cool pause this morning. So I give you thanks and praise that I was able to wake up, breathe air. That, that breath pumps the uh, blood through my body and keeps my body beating strong and healthy. I thank God for the pains, the aches and pains sometimes that I find myself with. The pain that's in my heart right now. Boy, it lets me know that I'm still alive. And I'm still have one more chance to get it right. I give thanks and praise to my family, my friends, and my loved ones. I ask to bless and cover and protect them with the blood of sweet black Jesus. I give thanks and praise to my church family, the Love Community Church of Atlanta, our officers, our ministers, our ministries of Little Zion Annex. I ask for covering and protection. For them also. And I give thanks for my senior servant, Dr. F. Keith Slaughter. Yes, Lord, thank you, thank you. I thank God for covering and protecting him so that he's able to bring a mighty word to us on this Mother's Day morning. Most importantly, thanks and praise to sweet black Jesus, for he is our Lord and our Savior. He's the healer, the redeemer. He's my friend who walks with me every day. And it's for his sake I humbly submit this prayer, saying amen, amen. and I say.
share. Greetings, Alafia. Bonga Alafia, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Today is Mother's Day, and this is a day that we're going to be glad. Worship, remember our mothers. This portion of our worship service we call Bimbe, of course, and what Bimbe is an invitation. It's an invitation to you, to God, and to the ancestors. Ashe? Ashe! Ashe! I just want to, um, honorable mention, if you will, to Goddess Oshun, the river goddess, the goddess of love, beauty, health, and fertility. Okay? Asheo. I give reverence to the ancestors. Mama Lou, miss you. Grandma Julie, miss you. Grandma Evie, miss you. Amen and Ashe. Remembering the ancestors, because when you remember them and you show reverence, everything that you do in this life and in the next will be blessed. We'll be blessed. And I, I seriously believe that. And I show reverence on today, and I'm going to celebrate their lives today. Amen and Ashe. So I say to you all, my heart, welcome, Ashe. Yeah. 
but while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householders came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. Altogether, Jesus told the crowds, all these things in parables. Without a parable, he told them nothing. I say, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God for the word. I say. Glory. 
once more and again that you have allowed a few of us, your handmade servants, to gather together for the purpose of worship of your holy name. And we come together at this moment in time mending our hearts, covering our sorrows, and remembering our mothers who have passed and honoring those who are present with us on this day. We thank you, O oh God, and we invoke your spirit in the midst of us. We pray that you would be in all of our hallelujahs, that you would be in our thank you, Jesuses, that you would manifest yourself among us and allow us to feel your presence while we are in this place on this day. Is my prayer. I invoke your spirit right now in the name of Jesus, and to the hearts of all that are under the sound of my voice. I pray, God, that we would be open to a movement of you in the midst of us, that we would be open to feel you, that we would be open to hear your words, that we would be open to worship and praise you, to honor you and give you glory, because you and you alone are worthy. We ask these and all blessings in the Son of your name, Jesus. Your son, Jesus, and his for his sake that we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Oh, Jesus, blessed Savior, be worthy to be. Remain standing for the guiding ideals of Thank the beloved you, community. Yeah. We'll be led in them today by Molly Slaughter. Ashe. Grand Rising beloved family. Grand Rising. How y'all doing this morning? That's, that's good. Looking for some order on this paper. We're going to do the principles of Mayat first. Um, we'll say the word together. I'll read the definition, and we'll move on as always. Is that okay? All right. Together. Truth. Truth. The absence of lies, falsehoods, and fakery. It's the presence of honest, open communication among the mighty and the holy people of God. Someone say truth. Truth. Justice. Justice. When black people who need the most help Get the most help. Yeah. We ain't worried about nobody else. We ain't got that time. Don't want somebody say justice. Justice. Order. Order. Acting with the aim of honoring the agreed upon norms and the best practices that we have identified as helpful to the flourishing of black people. Someone say order. Order. Harmony. Harmony. Maintaining the legacy and the creativity of being able to be your own unique self while seamlessly Expressing yourself as a part of the group. Different notes blended to create beautiful sounds. Someone say harmony. Harmony. Righteousness. Righteousness. Right thoughts. Right actions. Resulting in right relationality among others who are striving to be in relationship with divinity. Someone say righteousness. 
righteousness, balance, balance, living a robust life tempered by wisdom, wherein curiosity and satisfaction is mediated by moderation and circumspection. Someone say balance. Balance. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. Understanding that giving, planting, and serving results in receiving harvest and reaping in every aspect of people activity. Let's give a hand clap of praise for that. I got to be enthusiastic about this. This is my everyday devotion. If I didn't have this, uh, I wouldn't be grounded, all right? All right, the virtues of my eye, as um, Brother Quay allows him to appear on the screen, on the count of three, we're going to say them together. One, two, three. Control of thoughts. Control of actions. Devotion to one's purpose. Faith in your teacher's ability to teach truth. Faith in myself to assimilate the truth. Faith in myself to wield the truth. Freedom from resentment under persecution. Freedom from resentment under wrong. Ability to distinguish right from wrong. Ability to distinguish real from unreal. Now give a hand clap of praise. I hope y'all know where y'all at. This beloved community temple is preferred by God. I'm going to say that out loud. I just, I'm going to say it out loud what he's been doing since we found it, okay? Y'all got to know this. Y'all got to know where y'all at. Bring some more people next time you come up in here. Yes, sir. All right. In Guza Saba, the seven principles, these are created by um, Dr. Maulana Karanga, the super Afrocentric scholar that we love and that we need, and that is, that is the creator of Kwanzaa, which was founded in the late 1960s. We appreciate Dr. Maulana Karanga. All right. Okay. The first thing we're going to do, I'm going to say the Swahili word. You will repeat it after me. Then we'll say the English word. And then we'll read the stanzas together. Is that okay? Ashe. And put your power sign up. As I said a few Sundays ago, this is the new, this is the divine symbol of power amongst black people in the African diaspora the world over. So when you hold this up, you stand with black power and we're with the black God, okay? Ashe. So right. Umoja. Umoja. Unity. To strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Kujitabulia. Kujitabulia. Self-determination, to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. That means your name ain't got to be John. It could be something like Ife, Abubakari, something like that, all right? All right, Ujima, Ujima, collective work and responsibility to build and maintain our community together and make our sisters and brothers' problems our problems and to solve them together. I love it, I love it. Ujima. Ujama, cooperative economics, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses, and to profit from them together. Black dollars touching black hands. There's already white men on the bills, you did. All right. Nia, Nia, purpose to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional I'm talking about ancient Kemet, that greatness. Kaumba. Kaumba, creativity, to do always as much as we can, in the way that we can, in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited. That's what the beloved community church does in this Pittsburgh community, Ashe. Let's bring it home. Imani, Imani, faith, to believe with all our hearts in our creator, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, our people, and the righteousness and victory 
gospel. We're going to win. Come on. Amen. Yes, Lord. We prepare for unity prayer. We lift our hands. Lift my hands in total admiration unto you. You reign. We reign on the throne. For you are God. For you are God. And God alone. Because of you. Because of you, my cloudy days are gone. I can sing for you. I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. I lift my hands. I lift my hands in total adoration on you you reign you reign on the throne for you are god for you are god and god alone because of you my cloudy days are gone i can sing for you i can sing to you sing you this song i just want to say that James Knight. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, we love you more than anything. Oh, gracious God. 
we come to you, Lord, this Mother's Day to remember mothers present and those who have passed on. Lord, here we are, God, trying to remember our mothers, Lord, who were there, who cradled us, who held us, who loved us, who prayed over us, who protected us, who did the best that they could. Lord, you know none of us are perfect and that mistakes sometimes were made. But Lord, help us, Lord, to forgive. Help us, Lord. But sometimes we didn't think mom did enough. Help us, Lord, to forgive. Sometimes it didn't seem like it was right. Help us, Lord, to forgive. Help us, Lord, to, to let go. Help us, Lord, to understand that they did the best that they knew how. They did the best that they had. They gave us what we had. It may not have been enough for us, but it was all they had, and they gave it to us. They gave us what they had. Oh, God, we thank you. Help us, Lord, to be thankful for what we got. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, we thank you for our mothers, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our brothers and sisters, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for carrying us through. They're giving us that which we needed to get through. Oh, Lord, here we are. Here we are, God. Lord, we give you our burdens. We give you our prayers. We give you our thanks. And Lord, we acknowledge that we are here only because of your grace, only because of your mercy. And so, Lord, here we are, and we're just going to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise you. Praise you. We will now experience our Sankofa moment with our dear brother Quay two times. Put your hands together as he comes.
Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yes, sir, yes, sir. One time, one time. Good day to you. Grand Rising. Grand Rising. Today's Sekofa moment person of today is James Owens. Jesse Owens. Oh, all right. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, which is weird. I think she should be a woman, you know? Um, so if you don't mind, I would like to change that. Go ahead, Dwayne. All, right. all right. But just not to set him aside, let's give a moment of silence for our brother, Jesse Owens. Thank you. Today's Sekofa moment, person of today, persons of today, Mothers, come on. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you. Just like the Father, you're so creative. Just like Mother Nature, so nourishing. Mm. Just like the great spirits, give great guidance. Thank you. Thank you. Mother of oh mine, if I were hanged on the highest hill. Mother of oh mine, oh mother of mine, I know whose love will follow me still. Mother of mine, oh mother of mine, if I were drowned in the deepest sea, mother of oh mine, oh mother of mine, I know whose tears would come down to me. Mother of mine, oh mother of mine, if I were damned of body and soul, I know whose prayer come would on. make me whole. Mother of mine, come on. oh mother Ma. Thank you. That was a good improv moment in our worship, allowing the spirit to, to move, make space for the spirit. It's now time to share. It's time for us to give our offering for the day. And I would like for you to prepare your gifts now. If you're going to write a check, make it big. If you're going to give, make it big. Do great for God who is greatly to be praised. Give a great gift today. What's today's date? 14th of May. And what year is it? 2023. Right. All right. Let me hear you say bless. 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 
and let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. And let the joy of our King rise among us. Let it rise. I want to say one more thing before I let y'all deal with me. Oh, oh, let it rise. Oh, oh, y'all better be thinking. for me one second. Say, oh. Oh.
looking for the book of Ruth. problems finding chapter Right, somebody read Ruth <laughs> chapter number one. Thank you. 
Hold on right there. The word of God for the people of God. I wanna I wanna talk this morning from what I have entitled the story. It's the story. What Reverend Knight was reading for you was the story of Ruth and Naomi. And I want to tell you the story today from the book of Ruth, chapter number one, verses one through four, 22. The whole book is what I plan to preach. They married straight out of high school, went off to college together, and were never apart for the next 14 years. He had been a smart boy who had stayed out of trouble and who was a promising athlete. He found pride in his appearance, often brushing the rippling waves of his jet black hair which was quaffed with Murray's pomade from the orange cane. She was the queen of her class, a talented and beautiful scholar whose shapely figure coupled with her rich brown Ethiopian features endeared her to her young lover man. They loved each other unconditionally with a sense of holiness and grace. Together they built a home and excelled in their occupations striving together to overcome life's obstacles by leaning on the strength of their deep and abiding love for each other. However, year after agonizing year, their lives were marred with the stain of loss. Fourteen years, fourteen miscarriages, fourteen years, fourteen deaths, fourteen years, fourteen traumas, that resulted in 14 different accumulated experiences of personal devastation and unfathomable loss. When they began their lives together, they were walking examples of black love, black excellence, black brilliance, and unimaginable black potential. They were smart, industrious models of God's grace and anointing. They became illustrations of resilience and recovery after many profound and gut-wrenching experiences of loss. But after 14 years of defeat, they finally succumbed to the existential beating that they had endured. Alas, their lives and their love dissolved like sweet sugar into a glass of poison desire. So when you see him staggering down the street in dirty, doo-doo-covered clothing, hair all over his head, digging in trash cans, and howling in the midday sun, if you didn't know the story, you might presume that he was never a respected and responsible black man. Through observing the bend of his back, you would assume that he had never walked upright if you didn't know the story. When you see her standing on that corner, gazing off into nowhere in clothes that look too tight and too revealing, talking to demons and fiending for anything to stop the pain. If you didn't know the story, you might think that she was never loved and valued by anyone. You might think that she was just a crackhead sex worker who merely lacked ambition and self-control. 
I'm finding that you really don't know the person if you don't know their story. I imagine that ignorant persons from other ethnic groups observe and judge the plight of descendants of enslaved Africans in America without knowing the story, how we got here, what we have experienced, how we've been brutalized, terrorized, plagiarized, commodified, and had the symptoms of our pain monetized. They hate and pity us without knowing the story, just like we sometimes do each other. It is an unadvised opportunity to make judgments about people and how they present in the present without knowing something about the story of their past. Oh, my sisters and brothers, I need for you to hear me when I tell you that you got to know the story. Such is the case with this Moabite sister by the name of Ruth, who ended up on the threshing floor at the feet and eventually in the bed of a rich and prominent man that she didn't even know. But before you judge her for being a trifling thought with unladylike ways, you need to know that Ruth's story was tied up with the story of another black widow woman who had lost everything, whose name was Naomi. Tell somebody you got to know the story. And so I invite you to listen at me as the text unfolds a narrative that might cause you to become confused and give you occasion to make a judgment informed by error without being knowledgeable of the story. Oh, my sister and my brethren, I wonder if there's somebody here who is interested in the story this morning. The text says, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem of Judah went out to live in the country of Moab, he and his wife and two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Milan and Chilon. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there, but Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of one was Oprah, and the name of the other was Ruth. When they had lived there about ten years, both Milan and Chilion also died so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Come on, sisters and brothers. You heard this story about the sister from Macon whose husband got a job in Atlanta and moved the family there. There the husband worked and drank himself to death. Their two boys, Tyrone and Lil Maine, grew up and got married to some city girls. Then not one, but both of them boys got caught up in the game and got killed in these streets, and the mama was left with a dead husband and two dead sons. You know the story. Even if that isn't that story, you know the story, or at least you know a story like this story. To know and to understand the story, you have to know the characters in the story. You need to know that Naomi is an Ephrathite, and Ephrathites were from Ephraim, which was an ancient Canaanite city for Bethlehem. Canaan is located in the northeastern extension of the African continent. The people of Canaan were black people. Ruth was a Moabite. People of Moab were believed, or are believed to be the ancestors of the modern day Moors, black people who descended from these inhabitants of the ancient Near East, Africans. 
the mystic and prophet noble Drew Ali has written, according to all and divine records, all true and divine records of the human race, there is no Negro, black, or colored race attached to the human family because all the inhabitants of Africa were and are of the human race, descendants of the ancient Canaanite nation and the Holy Land of Canaan. This means that the people of Moab were black people, even if the text doesn't designate them as such, because the Moabites were found in Canaan. According to the biblical text, Canaan was the son of Ham, the son of Noah, an original black man. Also, let me just add that the accepted assumption has been that early Hebrews resembled the people now living in the Middle East or the Mediterranean basin. However, an Israeli anthropologist researching the question has now made a surprising claim. The subjects of the kingdom of Judah in the second temple period look more like black Africans. What this means is that according to Professor Yair Ben David of Tel Aviv University, all of the people referenced in this story look like you and me. I tell you this because it is true, but also because I want you to be able to see yourself in the story. So here are these three black women who have been thrust by fate into a tragic situation. Listen as I share with you that one of the daughter-in-laws, Orpah, listened to the logic of Naomi as she described the hopelessness of their situation, kissed her goodbye, and returned back to her own village and her own tribe. The other daughter-in-law, Ruth, looked at Naomi as her sister-in-law left them and she grabbed a hold of her and said, do not press me to leave you or to turn back following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and my God, your God shall be my God. Where you die, I will die. There will I be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me, and more as well, if even death parts me from you. Ruth has pledged her commitment to Naomi and to Naomi's God in a way that is so profound and authentic that Naomi didn't even say a word about, uh, about them parting ways because she could feel Ruth's commitment to her. Verse 19 forward reads, So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them, and the women said, Is this Naomi? She said to them, call me no longer Naomi, which means pleasant. Call me Mara, which means bitter. For the Almighty has dealt bitterly with me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has dealt harshly with me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? So Naomi returned together with Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, who came back with her from the country of Moab. They went and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now Naomi and Ruth had endured the 50-mile journey of shame from Moab to Bethlehem. It took them two weeks to walk through the mountainous and the wilderness to make it to their destination. They made it to Bethlehem in the fall of the year, the harvest season. Poor people would be allowed to glean the wasted grain from the wheel, the fields at harvest. And Naomi remembers that she had kin people who might be able to get her plugged in if she played it right. 
So the text beginning at verse 1 of chapter 2 says, Now Naomi had a, king's, a kinsman of her husband's side, a prominent rich man of the family of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the, uh, the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain behind someone in whose sight I might find favor. She said to her, Go, my daughter. So she went. She came and gleaned in the field behind the reapers. As it happened, she came to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. It appears that Ruth caught the eye of Boaz as she was bent over, crawling through the field with dirt and sweat covering her petite brown body. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter. Do not go to glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Keep your eyes on the field that is being reaped and follow behind them. I have ordered the young men not to bother you. If you get thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. Then she fell prostrate with her face to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your sight? that you should take notice of me when I am a foreigner. But Boaz answered her, all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me. How you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know. May the Lord reward you for your deeds and may you have a full reward from the Lord, the God of Israel under the wings whom you have come for refuge. Then she said, may I continue to find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, even though I am not one of your servants. Needless to say, the connection was made and Ruth's life and fortunes were about to change. And that's how she made it to the threshing floor. The threshing floor where I believe they was tossing more than barley up in the air. The text says, beginning at verse 1 of chapter 3, Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, I need to seek some security for you so that it may be well with you. Now here is our kinsman, Boaz, with whose young women you have been working. See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Now wash and anoint yourself and put on your best clothes and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. She said to her, all that you tell me, I will do. Verse 6, so she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had instructed her. When Boaz had eaten and drunk and he was in a contented mood, he went to lie down at the end of a heap of grain. Then she came stealthily and uncovered his feet and lay down. At midnight, the man was startled and turned over, and there lying at his feet was a woman. He said, Who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your cloak over your servant, for you are next of kin. He said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter, this last instance of your loyalty is better than the first. You have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. 
And now, my daughter, do not be afraid. I will do for you all that you ask. For all the assembly of my people know that you are a worthy woman. Oh, my good brothers and my beautiful sisters, I need to tell you that after that night on the threshing floor, Boaz made a big baller move, a smooth pimp player gangster move, a savvy kingpin mogul maneuver in the city with the elders saying in verses 9 and 10 of chapter 4, today you are witnesses that I have acquired from the hand of Naomi all that belong to Elimelech and all that belong to Chilean and Malan. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite, the wife of Malan, to be my wife, to maintain the dead man's name on his inheritance in order that the name of the dead may not be cut off from his kindred and from the gate of his native place. Today, you are my witnesses. And the Bible says, so Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. When they came together, the Lord made her conceive and she bore a son. Then the woman said to Naomi, blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without next of kin. And may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has borne him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him in her bosom and became his nurse. The women of the neighborhood gave him a name saying, a son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He became the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now these are the descendants of Perez. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron of Ram, Ram of Abinadab, Abinadab of Nashon, Nashon of Solomon, Solomon of Boaz, Boaz of Obed, Obed of Jesse, and Jesse of David. Now I got to leave you here, but I need to tell you that according to the Gospel of Matthew, there are 14 generations from David to Jesus. But that would be insignificant information if you didn't know the whole story. See, you need to know that 14 is the number of perfection and completion. And 14 is a symbol of salvation and rescue. Passover began on the 14th day, which was the day that nation building began among Israel. The day of Purim was the 14th day, the day when the Jews were allowed by God to kill their enemies and begin a new life of freedom. Jesus' life was sacrificed on the 14th day because he represents the new Passover lamb. And you already know the story. You already know the story here. You all know the story, but I still love to tell it. I heard the story 10,000 times, but I still love to tell it. How he came down 40 and two generations. How he got off in Bethlehem of Judea. How he walked around doing good after being born to a virgin named Mary. You know the story, but it's connected to a woman named Ruth. It's connected to Naomi, and it's connected to Ruth. 
the Moabitist. Here we are. We see Jesus on the scene, coming on the scene, down through 40 and two generations, coming into our lives, but stopping by the cross before he made it into our lives. He went up on the cross and he stayed there. He stayed on the cross from the sixth to the ninth hour he stayed there and he died on the cross he stayed there and he died on the cross and they took him down off of the cross and put him in Joseph of Arimathea's borrowed tomb he stayed there all night Friday night he stayed in the tomb all day Saturday he stayed there all night Saturday night but early Sunday morning he got up out of the grave with all power in his hand you know the story I don't have to tell you he came into the world and the world perceived him not the world did not accept him but he came to turn the world upside down and he did it yes he did he turned my life upside down I was on my way to hell but he reached down picked me up dusted me off and has given me another chance won't the Lord do it ain't God able to turn your life around one night on the threshing floor can turn your life around one night turn her life around and one day your life turned around when you met Jesus Jesus the black hat Nazarene Jesus the great I am that I am Jesus the son of the true and living God that came down through 40 and two generations from Naomi and Ruth we thank you Lord for using these women we thank you Lord for Mary the mother of Jesus we thank you Lord for all of the great women who made this life this life beautiful for us we thank you we thank you we thank you thank you thank you Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you. For Mary, the mother of Jesus, we thank you for Naomi and for Ruth. We thank you that throughout your word you have used sisters and mothers to move us forward and to bless us. We thank you for the story. 
that we found in Ruth. The door of the church is open. The door is open. Why don't you come? We are for Christ. To walk on through, we offer Christ to you, oh, my brother. Oh, my brother, we offer, we offer Christ to you, oh, my sister.
how Jesus came. But perhaps you didn't know the backstory of how he made it into this world. We thank God for you. Thank God for each of your presence. Thank you, Lord. We pray God's blessing on you. Why don't y'all give God a great hand back? Clap and pray. <laughs> It's time to share a little love with our mothers. And so, so Deacon Jackie, come on in. Good morning, everyone, and especially to any mothers who are tuning in. The rose that is given out on Mother's Day is a red rose. In checking it or researching, I found that red rose means more like passion and romance. But in checking through the colors, I found that a pink rose stands for motherhood, companionship, loyalty, trustworthiness. Come on. And isn't that what in nurturing? And isn't that what the mother is all about? So today, we're offering our mothers here, present in the sanctuary, a pink rose and a little bit of chocolate to go with it. And please, any females who are here, don't get this twisted. We know that there are many fathers out there who are single parents also. So, and if you're here without a spouse or significant other, they may have come this morning, please feel free to take one of the roses and the chocolates home to them. Ashe. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody get a rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
every mother, every, yeah. Everybody. Make sure everybody gets one. You're keeping me every day. I still wanna pray for me. Yeah, I still hear. Mama praying. I still hear Mama praying. Mama praying. And the prayer she prayer she pray are keeping me every day. Amen. Everybody get a rose. Yeah. Everybody get a chocolate. All right. We bless you. And thank God for each of you who have been a part of this worship today. Uh, we ask that you would take the time to reach out to your mothers if your mothers are alive. My mother is here with me today. Ashe. Thank God for her. And the mother of my children is here with me today. Thank God for her. Yeah. So I already gave them Mother's Day gifts on the way into church, so I'm straight. They grandkids got some stuff to do. Grandkids got to take care of their grandmother, and the kids got to take care of their mama. But I done my part. I'm safe. Y'all better handle y'all business. Everybody make sure you... If you don't have your mother with you, um, be mindful of the memory on today, and hopefully the roses will be a salve for you in, as you reflect on the loss of your mother. And we remember the mothers of our church, Mama Lou. The mother of our church. Yes. Yeah. Mother Edna Phillips. Mother Edna Phillips. Yes. Former mother of our church. And Sister Joyce. Amen. As yeah. As well as Anne, Sister Anne, who is a mother yes. of our church. We remember these sisters, and we bless those of you who are mothers that are present. Oh, and Denise Hawthorne. We remember Mother Denise Hawthorne as well. As we prepare to leave this place, why don't you stand to your feet? Excuse me. Yes, ma'am. You see, we got a big old picture up there. Oh, yeah. Y'all put y'all hands together for Molly, who will be graduating from Clark Atlanta University. 
next Saturday. Next Saturday. Come through. And I want to invite y'all to come through on Wednesday for Bible study at 7. But we also have trap yoga at 6. Yeah. Woo! You, it'll bless you and it clears your mind and frees your mind to be able to study the word. Our sister comes through, and she does a great job Amen. taking us through the poses. And right where you standing now is where we be laid out, uh, making it happen, man. So I want y'all to come through on Wednesday for Trap Yoga uh, at 6 o'clock. And then we go into Bible study at 7. Also, make sure that you use the food pantry. It's there for us. Uh, just as well as for the members of our community is there for us as well. Make sure you stop through and get you a box, 30-pound um, boxes of food, uh, meats, vegetables, all kinds of good stuff, canned goods, whatever you might need to make it through the week. Amen. We share that uh, down at the Little Zion Annex, one block over from us, out, right out the back door, at the back gate. So we invite you to share and to share with our food sharing program. All right, it's time for us to make our way to our many different destinations. I thank God for each of you for your presence here today. And my mama is in the place. I thank God for you, mama. You've been a good mama. You always have taken care. And you always been a blessing. You've been a blessing to, to me, and I love you. Thank God for you. All right. It's our duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. We must love and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our change. The words on the screen in front of you, you can sing it with me. Oh, it's our duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. It's our duty to win. We got to love and support each other. We love and support each other. We have nothing to lose. We have nothing to lose but our chance. It's our duty to fight. It's our duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. It's our duty. We bless, we bless, we pray your blessings and that you would keep us as we leave this place. We pray your blessings on these, the beloved, 
no matter where we may be found in this room or on the other end of the screen, we ask that you would bless us, bless our mothers, keep those who are past in our memories fresh and allow us to be able to meet in this place on next Sunday for worship of you, you and you alone. We ask every blessing in the name of your son, Jesus, and for his sake we pray. Amen. 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 Ashe. 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 Now reach your hand up high in the sky and pull down a handful of remembrance and pull it into your body and shout, Harambe! 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 That means let's all pull together. And if we pull together, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Go in peace and the peace of the Lord be with you. We have nothing to lose but our chains. Nothing to lose. And the peace of the Lord be with you. I was acquitted for a month and three days before Tupac was born. I was real happy because I had a son. When I was young.